Vox Quick Hits. Snow in San Antonio is, is incredibly rare. The last time we had a significant snowfall was 1985, and that was 13 inches, so 36 years ago. So we were expecting about maybe three, two to three inches on Sunday. We ended up getting about four inches by about one or two in the morning. And people were on social media, they were sharing pictures, it was really cool. But things started to get really bad. My name is Joey Palacios, and I'm the local government reporter for Texas Public Radio in San Antonio. So early Monday morning, as the snow was falling, around 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, things started to get really bad because power started going out across the state. You know how we tell people to do things to winterize their homes, protect their pipes, so on? Well, kind of the reason we're in this situation, our power plants were not winterized for this type of storm. Sunday night, some of the equipment and infrastructure that helps transmit all the power literally froze over and stopped working. It left our power supply about 34,000 megawatts short. So right around that time, ERCOT, the manager of the state's power grid, started to issue emergency orders to utilities across the state asking people to do rolling blackouts. Because if they hadn't in that moment, the state's energy grid could have been lost. So to offset some of the power consumption, they had to go to the utilities, do these rolling blackouts, just to put some kind of relief on the state's energy grid. And that plunged people into darkness uh, in some cases for more than 50, 60 hours and over the next couple of days. Every source of power that the state of Texas has, has been compromised. So at my house in San Antonio, at first I lost power for like nine minutes. But it came back on, it was up for a little bit, and then I lost power again for 15 minutes. And then it went out again, this time for two and a half hours. And then it came back, it was on for a very short amount of time. And then it went down again for another, I believe, two or three hours. And I thought I was losing my mind because it was, it was just, it just, it would go up and it would go back down, It'd go up and go back down. And so throughout the course of this first day, my power went out about 18 or 20 times. And each time it was only coming up for about four to five minutes. And that's what was happening to people, not just in San Antonio, but across the state as well. It got to the point where about 4 million people just did not have power. It just, it got to the point where the blackouts weren't rolling anymore. Uh, I would say probably around early Tuesday morning, around midnight, my power went out for the last time. And when I say the last time, it didn't come back on until Wednesday at 1.24. And even then, there were still like these occasional jumps up to power and then it would fall down again. But that was the longest I think I've ever experienced unreliable power in my life. And it was cold. At first, you know, it was it, we still had the heat in the house. But then after the heat was gone, it started feeling like 34, 35, 36 degrees in my house when it's like maybe 15 degrees outside. So people are literally freezing 
in their own homes throughout this energy crisis. And as this is happening, the local utilities, the state's power grid manager, ERCOT, is not giving people a definitive answer of when things are going to get back to normal. In Houston, a woman and an eight-year-old girl dying of carbon monoxide poisoning after a car was left running in a garage to help generate heat. Grandmother sleeps in her car to stay warm. Parents who ran out of firewood burned belongings to keep their children warm. A Richardson resident watched the battery level of her partner's oxygen machine drain away and desperately sought help to have it recharged. The situation is so bad, Tara Davis is leaving the state after she, her husband, and her eight-month-old baby had to huddle around the fireplace to stay warm. They went without power for 30 hours. It was really unclear as to when things were going to be fixed, because even as some of the power plants that went offline were coming back online, others were going offline. So it was like this cycle of, of power coming back and then losing generation capacity again. Natural gas lines were starting to freeze and some of those gas lines were powering power plants. So for Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, there was just this cycle of like not knowing what was going to happen. Uh, it really wasn't until about maybe midday Wednesday that people started to see their power come back in mass. That's what ended up happening at my house. My power started coming back on around one o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday, and it thankfully hasn't gone out since then. You know, for, for a lot of people, it was just infuriating that there was no answer coming out of when things were going to get better from, from the governor, from the managers of the power grid, from local utility companies. There was a lot of blame shifting going around, a lot of finger pointings, and then ERCOT saying like, no, we're trying to restore power now. Governor Greg Abbott went on Fox News saying that. Sean, this shows how the Green New Deal would be a deadly deal for the United States of America. Texas is blessed with multiple sources of energy, such as uh, natural gas and oil and nuke. Uh, but you saw from what Trace said, uh, and that is our wind and our solar. Got but shut down and, and wind energy isn't the majority of how the state gets its energy. Solar energy isn't the majority. Sure, we have both of those, but a lot of what the state uses is fossil fuels, your, your coal, your gas, for instance. That's where a lot of these plants were going offline. Some of the issues with Texas's plants is that they're not properly weatherized to handle this kind of problem. You know, power plants up in the north, you know, they're, they're weatherized to, to withstand cold temperatures. That's not the case down here. Uh, with with what was happening with wind, because some wind power did go offline, um, you know, the wind turbines weren't properly weatherized and they froze. It was just this very interesting debate that was coming up about green energy when Texas isn't necessarily a big green energy state. What really failed millions of Texans was the fact that things were not properly weatherized and that safeguards were not put in place years in advance that could have withstood the cold weather that was happening at the time. So one of the things that this is shifting into is there's now a water crisis. So in San Antonio, for instance, there were instances where the power company, CPS Energy, 
ended up turning off water to pumping stations in the city. Uh, and so that left people without water. It was also so cold that people's pipes have busted. And so you have folks that have this gushing water and it ends up losing pressure on the system. And then the San Antonio water system can't get water pumped to higher elevations. And so even right now, we still have areas that do not have access to water because they're too high up and the water system can't pump up the water to that high elevation. So that's one crisis that we're dealing with right now. And also, nothing is open. Even though power has been returned for much of the state, and they're not doing these rolling blackouts or calls to shed energy anymore, businesses haven't been open. People couldn't leave their houses. And I think for one of the first times, people here actually felt trapped, that they couldn't leave, they couldn't go anywhere. This was catastrophic to the most epic proportions that I have ever seen. Uh, we were living in conditions that people in America just aren't really used to seeing. And it's, it's been a disaster. That was an excerpt of Today Explained. To hear the whole enchilada and others like it, check out Today Explained wherever you check out your podcasts.